Hey you, it's Sharon Lin. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International, and welcome back to Last Debatable. This is part two, where Amanda and Michelle join me in the studio to talk about sex education and our personal experiences going to an OB/GYN. We need to normalize talking about these topics. Last week, I shared my horrible experience at an OB/GYN, and today we'll hear from Michelle and Amanda. I'm going to talk、oh. about three very shortly, though. Okay. Briefly, the first the first time is actually touching on Amanda's experience of having the OB/GYN ask your mother to leave the room. Yeah. They didn't do that here. Instead, instead, you know, thereby respecting.、Uh, technically, you're a minor, but your、right. privacy should still be respected to、mm-hmm. a certain point. Patient doctor confidentiality should still stand.、Mm-hmm. So,、uh, my mom was in the room when the doctor asked me if I had been pregnant before,、mm-hmm. um, and I have. It's a doctor, so you kind of have to answer truthfully.、Mm-hmm. So I said yes, which caused an extremely large argument within my family because my parents are very, you know, conservative. To be fair, I've broken them down substantially. So、But、not time, not so much time changes everything, you know. So that's a hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so there's that. That and, and that was a. I mean, that was still a pretty good, respectable doctor that.、Um, That I saw for a very long time.、Yeah. So it's like the cultural thing here is very interesting. Why? Why are you asking me these questions that I should be asked in private? It,、right. What if I were one of those people who would lie because my mother is there? Like, or、yeah. even just for like, a comfort thing. Yeah,、mm-hmm. or, or what if you're queer and you're not ready to come out to your family?、Exactly. Like so many things. So、right? many things.、Yeah. Ask、uh, ask parent guardians to step out of the room just for a second, so you will get really honest answers that you need、right. as a、yeah. doctor. It、yeah. should just、okay. be an option. Second yes, experience.、Um, I had an IUD put in, and and I've been recently、uh, watching other women's experiences because social media now is very、mm-hmm. very you know open to sharing that there is very little pain management when it comes to these kinds of things. Watch a video of how an IUD is inserted, and women are not given any pain ma- pain management at yeah, all. What the fluff? <laughs> what the fluff? And that was probably one of the most painful moments of my life. I almost passed out. And I went home, and I had to just. I, I did. I just like cry. I I was crying. Quick, That's what quick, I would quick do. Quick question:、yeah. Was there an option for you to get like、um, part? What's that called? Partial anesthesia. Partial anesthesia. No, no. or like laughing gas or anything. I was not offered anything in Taiwan.、Mm-hmm. That is so messed up. But granted, this was quite a while ago. Any officials、sure、listening to、different. this? Changes. We just been through an election. Government officials, please do your freaking job. <laughs> yeah, it's a minor surgery, and、um, the instruments that they use. Look it up. Just watch a video. It's horrible. If For example, a man were to get a similar procedure, you better bet they'd be offered fifteen thousand anesthetic options. Just say it. I went home. I was, I was crying. I was like pale and almost passed out in the in the OBGYN office. I went home and I originally had plans for the rest of the day, because the doctor also doesn't tell you the truth yeah, about how like, much it's going to hurt. Yeah, he's like just walk it off. Like He, yeah, they they basically say, oh, it'll be fine. Here's the issue: a、uh-huh. lot of doctors know it's going to hurt, but they're told to tell you that it's going to be okay to not freak you out until it happens. Mixed feelings about that, but、mm-hmm. please finish your story. Yes.、Yeah. So I went home and was basically not operable for the for the next couple of days.、Mm-hmm. So it's like it, second bad experience. Yeah. Third, third bad experience. I'm not sure if I've spoken about this on air yet, but I should because we should normalize things. Yes.、Um, I had a hysterectomy a ways ago, a few years ago, because I had cysts growing on it that were actually、mm-hmm. quite scary. They showed me photos of this thing. Terrifying. So, <laughs> it was terrifying. Yeah. So I had the option of either operating to get the cysts removed or Why not get the whole thing removed? I wasn't planning to have children anyway, and I'm still,、mm. you know, obviously.、Mm. How long ago was this?、From? A few years ago. Okay. No, okay. Pre-pandemic. When I was deciding to do this, the doctor asked me, "Are you married?" 
At the time, I was married only in the U.S. and not in Taiwan. We hadn't actually gone the legal paperwork here yet. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I said. And the doctor says, well, if you are married in any way, shape or form, we need permission from your husband. I am trying my best. Deep breath. Ha Did you guys know that there's like flowers in the ceiling? I know because I just keep staring up to avoid like getting mad. Okay. Listeners, uh, I hope. Wow, wow. To which I asked, why? <laughs> my best it is point. my body, my choice. Say is it again. Not? My body, my choice. It yeah. doesn't matter anybody else's opinion, legal, legally married or otherwise. I'm sorry, but my decision. Thank yeah. you. Please remove my uterus. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so it's just you know, those are my three experiences. Thank <sighs> you. Wow, I'm trying my best not to swear, mm-hmm. uh, Amanda. <laughs> okay sorry Uh, all right so i like most of uh, most of my like experiences at obgoans have been very positive because like my mother connected me to one in the states but the one time that i did go to an obgyn in taiwan it was so bad that i haven't gone to one since then okay because i i've been like scared Mm -hmm. and so like Mm -hmm. what happened was like I don't know, three years? Oh my God, it's 2024. So like four years ago, Mm -hmm. I don't know, four or five years ago, like I was doing my due diligence, like I'd always been taught. And um, I was taught that like, if you are out there, like living your best life and meeting up with partners, long term or otherwise, you should just get a checkup every year. And part of that checkup is an STD, STI check. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because even if people are 100% honest with you, they may not even know if they have something. It's It's just responsible practice. Right. And, you know, make sure that you're you're healthy. Yeah. I'll I'll go back to my story in a minute. But like there are even some things that like you may not know you have. There are things that you can just get without sex that can be detected. Like like gyms or like hospital places. Right. um, There's a bunch of water. Yeah. Swimming pools. Flush. A bunch of other stuff. So anyway. I was doing my due diligence. I was like getting yearly checkups or so, if mm-hmm. not yearly, like year and a half, because mm-hmm. I usually tried to do them in the States where I knew yeah. the doctor. Yeah. But this was around 2020, so I couldn't travel. So I was like, you know what? I'll go to a doctor here. Yeah, in Taiwan, yeah. Yeah. I even got a recommendation from someone and I went to a doctor that I knew had a translator service because it was my first time. And I was like, yeah. I just want to make sure I can like express myself completely. Yeah. So I went there. I got the test. I had an okay time. Um, I told them about like my experience with birth control. They checked for the pain and they're like, well, I guess there's nothing we can do, but like take medicine. And I was like, well, disappointing, but I'll go home and talk about that later. I got the results back and I did have a disease that I didn't know about and they didn't tell me anything. They're like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I, I hadn't experienced any symptoms that I knew about, but I was like panicking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I, I sent a message back and forth to the translator and I was like, can I get like, like, I don't know anything yeah, about this. Do I don't know what to do, or... whatever. Can I get an appointment? And so I got an appointment and that appointment was the most like demoralizing experience I've ever had in my life because I just started dating my long-term boyfriend. So I was especially scared Mm -hmm. because I was like, I didn't even know I had this. Like, I don't know how long I've had this. And I tried asking the doctor, like, what do I do? Like, what are next steps? Like, what's treatment? What are these things? Like, is there anything that I can do? And he basically told me like there was nothing that I could do. And he laughed at me in the room as I was like trying not to break down because I was like, well, what can I do? And he like literally verbatim was like, (laughs) I don't know, just like don't have sex. And like there was the translator, like I know he understood what I was saying because I had a translator Mm -hmm. and there was a female nurse in the room and they kept trying to answer my questions like with what they knew. But like I was so upset that like I left 
like, again, try not to cry. Yeah. I spent a lot of money on this and I didn't have any other information. The transit was like, do you want to try like one more time? Like we have another doctor, you mm-hmm. can come back. And so I left that appointment crying and I called my mom because I was just like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm going to cry again. You, no, it's, it, I'm so why, sorry. Why is this again? Whoa, I'm trying my best like, to say, why is this kind of person still a practicing doctor? Thank you. Like I cried. I called my mom. I didn't tell her exactly what had happened, but I was like, told her about my bad experience. And she just like sat there, validated me and was like, you know, like try asking someone else. You could try or you could try another one. Like, but she, she like, my mom just constantly was like, men just like, don't get it. Like, it's not yeah. your fault. He just doesn't get it. And like, he sucks. And that's not your fault. So I went back to another he male doctor. Sure, yeah. And like, <laughs> this guy was had a much better bedside manner. But I literally saw him referencing the Wikipedia page oh, no. for my disease <laughs> that I'd had when I was asking him and then I kept asking him questions that he just like wouldn't answer or like read it and then come back and answer something else and like after that I just like gave up hope and like I cried I think like every day for two weeks I'm so sorry. and I never went back and I ultimately did get answers because I reached out to like a women's group in Taiwan mm-hmm. anonymously and I was like these are my bad experiences mm. and I got like a flood of people who are like the same thing happened to me come and talk to you like this woman like I had women who were like I was practicing in the states you can come and talk to me and get information Mm, and it was just that easy and I felt that much better because I just like went on a phone call with someone who was like hey yeah like this is what you can do these are the experiences this is how you can take care of it there are there literally are options yeah and like just having someone talk to me and be like yeah it's fine Mm -hmm. but I was so scared of that last experience I haven't been back since yeah it was like traumatizing unprofessional I don't even want to call this person a doctor unprofessional why are you still practicing generally speaking the only options we have as patients who might have a really bad experience the only thing we can do is we can go go on google and like review them but who's going to really look at this and will the physician ever answer to it no Usually no. Well, and it's and, like, and well, my my doctor was the mm-hmm. director of that department. <laughs> wow. Okay, old man. Good for you. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, like, I really felt like the whole time that I was in that OBGYN, the whole reason it existed was to help women have babies. <laughs> Because as soon as I asked them anything outside of like a pregnancy-related question, they would get this like kind of blank look in their eyes, or they would like pass off the question a little bit, and this explicitly. Was the doctors? Was the OBGYNs? Because again, all the other staff were women, and they would answer my question. But like the men in the room who were supposedly the professionals, I really felt like the only thing that they were in the room for was to help women have babies. Mm-hmm. Also, when I was asking about it, they were like, "Oh, is it because of your boyfriend? <laughs> like you like is it? Do you want like birth control for your boyfriend or something else like that?" Well, anything I outside of that? I want to be so sarcastic about like, okay, world, yeah, my whole existence is for the man. I, I'm here to serve my man and to oh. and to produce babies. That I don't. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's almost a universal experience where you go to OBGYN. Most of the times, it's like you, they don't really value or listen to you unless there's something wrong with you, like wanting to have you're having trouble trying to have a baby. It's almost as if you are not the real person unless you want to become a mom. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm telling you about this like pain or this soreness, but you don't really care unless I. It, it's because I want to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Like, am I not a person? The, like, in my, in my own blood, flesh and blood. Well, and also to the fact about pain, there there are varying degrees of this where it gets worse and worse or mm. better. The women's pain is like constantly written off. 
yeah. all the time. Like you yeah. were talking about the, um, yeah. the IUD. IUD. Sorry, yeah. thank you. I, I'm the appalled. IUD. I'm not surprised, but I'm appalled right. by that. It's even worse for like women of color. But like the darker your skin is and if so you're a woman, bad. like yeah. you are just absolutely disregarded if you're in pain. Yes. And we didn't even have, we didn't have enough time to even touch on the history of gynecology. And mm-hmm. back in the day, they used to use enslaved black, black yeah. women as experiments. And that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And again, I've never been taught about that important and horrific history in my mm-hmm. history class. Absolutely not. And people just worship whatever whoever was the doctor who did mm-hmm. this and it's like well this is important doctor of this field well ethics much and anything much mm-hmm. yeah so i'm laughing because it's like we don't know about the history surprise it's racist <laughs> like, like everything it's, else it's racist boiling blood you have to laugh in order to not cry i know oh That's my what goodness it is. anyway okay <laughs> wrapping trying to wrap this up in a hopeful note because we're powerful women that's and right. that's what we do for the world uh, oh my goodness these, okay these do not define us so yes <laughs> recently i found a doctor that overall i really really like yay guess mm-hmm. what it's she's a she a woman. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's a woman it matters I went through so many reviews of different clinics. Again, like traumatized by my first old doctor and telling me like, oh, you should serve your husband, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So I found this female doctor. And you know what? In this clinic, uh, this is not an ad, so this clinic, most of the doctors are women. Are, 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 are women. Good. Mm-hmm. And um, also from the posters and the decorations, I, I feel that it's a very queer-friendly clinic. And mm-hmm. last time I was there, uh, when I did my first pap, pap smear and a STD test, because like, yo, it's Take important. Take care of yourself. Yes, you have and to. I'm so proud of myself. Listeners, it's very important. If you need it, go do it. Again, and even if you don't think you need it, go do it. You yeah. It's part of your health. Do so anyway. the doctor, uh, she's so supportive. And it just, again, okay, it just hits so different when you're talking mm-hmm. to a doctor who really knows what you're talking mm-hmm. about, who has the organ that you're talking about. And you say like, I'm in pain. And they're like, oh my God, that's terrible. Like, let's see what we can do about that. Instead of like, well, but like, how bad is it? <laughs> like... Uh, and, 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 and like I was so nervous and, and she's like oh don't worry this is gonna be over like very very soon like oh it's mm-hmm. over like good job and, oh my god you're a girl <laughs> like you know I'm scared yeah, like- and, and also I talked to the nurse and okay the, the nurse uh, she's been working here for I think um, more than 10 years an mm-hmm. older lady super sweet and I asked her directly also uh, uh, is your clinic like a queer friendly clinic because I saw the poster da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And she's super sweet so she's older right yeah. so she said um, what do you mean and I, <laughs> and I, and I explained to her like oh yeah. if, if like for same sex couples and you know trans people like mm-hmm. could, could they find you know assistance here and she's like oh um, don't worry, we, we, we uh, respect everything. We respect, you know, privacy mm-hmm. and everything. So I take that as a yes. Yeah, anybody who wants I to jump like up and get yeah. okay, And her reaction was super <laughs> cute. And, because, and and she leaned in to me and she, she asked me like, um, so so for you, um, do, do, do you like... Do you like uh, what was your experience with, with a girl or, or or a guy? She's like, oh wait, do I need to change the paperwork yeah, yeah, yeah. for you? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, are are you in the community? And like, oh, and I said, oh, oh, no worries, I I'm straight. And, and I told the doctor like what I needed, and like, and she's like yeah. oh, okay, okay. And I think it's really really sweet. Yeah, um, but that's nice though. So it's just so why am why why are we even saying this? It's so refreshing mm-hmm. talking to a doctor mm-hmm. who's a woman who really has the organs we're trying to ask about. Mm-hmm. And like, okay. Same junk, I wanna, same feels. I want to stay hopeful. Yeah. But like, have yeah. you been to um, OBGYN uh, doctors that are women? 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I found one, or rather my mom found one, that we went to for a long time until she retired. Mm. Very sad. Aww. That is really too bad. Yeah. Super sad. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Yes, thank you <laughs> really, for your honestly, service. Like a military official, please retire <laughs> <Yeah>. with full <laughs> honors. <laughs> yeah. I think more women should be encouraged, medical students, to go yes. into this field because we need you. And more women should mm-hmm. do everything in this world. Absolutely, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But especially this field. Yes. <laughs> because guess what? <laughs> people like, yeah, not all men, but enough men. Like men don't get it. Mm-mm. But like I did, I did have a positive experience in okay. Taiwan and it actually was from a man, but it wasn't a gynecologist. I found mm. another testing facility because I still, I still try to go get my test done, but I just promise, like I swore off that clinic forever and everything yeah. else. So I did find like a, another testing clinic where they were just like, very professional, very kind, very understanding. And like their motto that they said, like everywhere, even when you go in, they were like, we're only here to give you medical information so that you can make the best decision possible. We're not here to judge it. We're just here to give you like, here are the options for your tests. Here's how much it costs. If you want more information, we can point you in that direction. But everyone should just have open and free access to their medical information without judgment. To put this into perspective, guys, yeah. I mean, uh, a ways back, what, 10 years or so, in order to get in a full panel, STD panel, mm-hmm. um, it was uh, near near impossible you mm-hmm. would need to request every single disease that you want to test it for mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then each one is costly because this is not covered by national health insurance yeah again taiwan we just went through an election okay mm-hmm. those who who get to you know hold some power do, do your, your job do your job i also yes. would say do go get a highly recommended gynecologist because mm-hmm. again before taiwan i actually had really positive experiences mm-hmm. and it is a very empowering like you might feel scared but it is actually a really empowering yes. experience to go and have a doctor just tell you, even if you just want to check up or if you're nervous or you don't know anything, you yeah. don't need to. That's their job. Get a recommendation from someone. Yeah. Go with a friend if you want to and get the information about your body, mm. how it works and what you can do about it. Because like I really did almost like visiting the gynecologist when I was in the States because mm-hmm. I knew that I would leave feeling more informed and like better about myself that's how i feel with my current doctor yeah, yeah she it, is like, amazing it can be a really good experience yes because we should look after and love our bodies always yeah. here here oh my god thank you both so much <laughs> for having this i know like how many times we try not to oh, swear rage. and okay uh, it reminds me of the ending scene of the movie oh, is this a spoiler Wait, which movie? Which Barbie. Movie? This oh, is that, a that's this a is this oh is God. a spoiler. But everyone just like if you don't want to be spoiled about the ending of Barbie, which the three of no, us no, have okay, seen, no, no, fast okay, forward no, to the no, end. Okay, hold hold up, hold up. Okay, instead of talking about the movie, echoing what Amanda said, <laughs> and, and, like it's again, like just go to just, just try yeah, it, just go. You know, know more about your body and find doctors you can trust, and you know, mm-hmm. take good care of yourselves, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise that you that your body doesn't belong to you or anything. No. No, you are gorgeous. You are you, and we see you. Don't let them put their shame on you no. just because they're embarrassed about what they had to learn. Don't let them put that on you. That's not you. You deserve to live your life informed and knowing, and and you deserve to own the decisions about your own body. Yes. <laughs> Word. No, no. <laughs> just no, I was just saying. Just saying. I hope. I hope this. Um, whoever listens to this episode, uh, whatever gender you are, mm-hmm. you learn something. Yeah. And um, if you are curious about anything, please. Do research. We yeah. have the internet at our fingertips. Yeah, we need to talk about this more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Michelle, <laughs> so course. much for thank joining me you today. For like getting us here. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.
With this episode, I'm also thinking of all who are pregnant seeking refuge in Rafah, the last standing city in Gaza, which was previously declared a safe zone. Yet, the Israeli army has been bombing Rafah. Right now, many people had to give birth, including going through a C-section without any anesthesia. This is a crime against humanity. Sending all the love, strength, and support to the people of Palestine.